This is Secrets to Win Big, your roadmap to sustained growth. Brought to you by Arjun Sen, founder and CEO of Zen Mango, top brand growth driver and a former Fortune 500 executive who has been called one of the most marketing intelligent minds in the business. Find him at zenmango.com. And now, here's your host, Arjun Sen. Welcome to Secrets to Win Big with Arjun Sen. Today, I'm fortunate to have a conversation with Partha Chatterjee. Partha is a technology leader in energy and is recognized for his work in technology strategy, digital transformation, energy transition, data analytics, as well as artificial intelligence. He's a prolific speaker and always sharing his insights at the global level. But the thing that really impressed me about Partha is how he always time, finds time to give back, be it causes locally in Houston or in all corners of U.S. or back in India. And I really want to understand more about the drive for this human being and what gets him going. Partha, truly appreciate you taking the time and welcome to Secrets to Win Big. Thank you, Arjun, and uh, and I have been friends uh, to win big. Love your podcast, and uh, really honored uh, that I can share the thoughts uh, with you. And thank you again. Oh, absolutely. So, Partha, at the very beginning, I really want to go back to the beginning of the journey. IIT Kharagpur, computer science. From there, all the way to energy leadership at Shell in Houston, Texas. How did this journey happen? Like what were some of the big milestones? How did you get here? Uh, that's, a, that's a long journey for sure. Um, enjoyed the ride, but uh, how did I get here? I, uh, I'm always uh, you know, very interested in, uh, in physics, science, what we can do, uh, leveraging science, for the world, and uh, when I when I went to computer uh, computer science on IIT in our uh, senior year, I uh, got an opportunity, um, you know, to come to United States on a sponsored scholarship. I was really enamored with space. Uh, I I remember seeing the launch. Um, uh, of a man walking on the moon, uh, um, um, you know, grainy videos a uh, couple of years after it happened. So, um, so I, uh, you know, grabbed the opportunity to be able to work on uh, computer vision, artificial intelligence, and that's one of the things which takes people uh, by surprise that there was artificial intelligence and computer and computer vision in 1987 when I graduated, and uh, then next four years worked, um, you know, in that area, technology. Got my master's and MBA, but more importantly, I really wanted to leverage technology to do good, and and and. Uh, I from Texas and I came over to uh, Houston, the energy capital of the world, and it's been a great journey leveraging technology for energy. And I'm really excited uh, because energy is going to uh, really power the world, and and a lot of things 
are happening a lot of innovations uh, cell phones to computers everything needs power and energy and uh, and uh, and really interested in being involved in this area so that's kind of been journey um i tell people energy really energizes me thank you i want to go a little deeper yeah personal conversations with you what impressed me and took me is the strong value system that you were brought with can you give me a little tribute to the amazing blessing that you right. have that you bring to us so where did that come from little more about it please you know um and i thought this i grew up in a very um you know, spiritual uh family very strong value system and one thing which really inspired me um this from swami vivekananda the monk who um you know spread hinduism here and the vedantic philosophy uh um here in america um and he said something when you have come to this world when go when you you know blessed to come to this world leave a mark do something good and uh, and and that inspires me that we should think of the great good if you do the greater good my parents always used to say uh you know success and material benefits and other things would come to you. but the driver has a much bigger cause you have some god given talent some innate ability you have the drive you be it a musician be it a, a, a literary author be it a, a scientist or a technologist like us if you can leverage our skills leverage our knowledge for the greater good of humanity that's the biggest thing you can do and that's why i personally always thought about not only about doing something really good professionally and 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 excelling there also a bigger cause for me was always giving back giving back the community here uh in houston giving back to united states being involved in different efforts and giving back to my motherland india and you know serving humanity is worshiping god doing something good for humanity doing something good without expectation of getting something back the unconditional giving inspires me and that's kind of been the thread uh, for me and uh, and i'm not saying i have uh, achieved that uh, but i have tried to do that in everything i do you know as you talk about i right away feel there are four categories of professionals or people category 1 they're not good at anything so not category 2 are people who are really good at what they do let me stop right there category 3 people have good at what they do but they also feel passion about it they feel good about it and you can see a smile on that person's face 
But category four to me is the person, the person who is not only amazingly competent, has a smile, but also always keeps an eye on the impact he or she is making. And those are the people, if you look at an ecosystem, most of us are taking. These are the people who do more than their fair share of giving back and put more deposit in because of that rest of us. And I really think that you're talking about Swami Vivekananda leaving a mark and also your parents. I really appreciate you going in. But I just want to ask you a dilemma that most of us face on a daily basis is this concept of leaving a mark is brilliant. How can anybody deny? But when the rubber meets the road, how the heck do you put that as a priority where at some times making little more money becomes the goal, doing more things for ourselves. Like how do you find the balance and how do you like, what's any secret you have to put leaving a mark, a constant non-negotiable in life? This is a very, very um, interesting question. And again, I'll give my father's example. My father was a doctor, but he, sp he spent all his time serving his patients, very respected in the community. And he said something in his doctor's life. And I, I, he said, in the initial stages of life, a doctor has to chase money, has to chase patients, has to, and, and, and then money and, 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 and your effort go hand to hand. And then you are trying to get away and you have become so famous, people trust you so much um, with what you do with patients. Money chases you and you are trying to get it. So I took, I really love that story. My father sometimes tells this, used to tell these stories and it really, really struck a chord. Meaning, if you do something of value, which affects people's lives, you will make money. You will be successful. Now, I'm not going to sit here and say that you will be the richest person in the world. And if that's your driver, then that's a problem, right? I mean, how many cars, how many top vacations, how many houses can a man have? Obviously, everyone wants to have a really good house, car, and all this stuff. But what I'm saying is, if you do things really well, if you produce something of value, which, which people appreciate, not you saying, that, oh, this will change you, your lives, but people use it and see that there's value to it material success also will come people will pay for it now i'm not going to you know once it becomes public uh, company and then there's uh, shareholder pressure and other things but i'm just telling you the baseline this no. is why if you do something good if it is of value you will come out ahead and i think you know it was great to share that you shared the example of your dad. Nishomashe, what you talked about is you have to still follow the path of being good, enjoy, 
to get yourself to the point of making an impact. And then literally you become a sustained force. You don't have to worry about money. And it all comes to you and value. Life works out. I want to take the conversation from there going back to the digital world. Everything is digital. Most of us do not understand what digital AI, the whole interface is. I just want to understand more from your passion point of view. You, at the third to fourth quarter of your career, okay, you can do anything. You have chosen this field because there's something here that gives you goosebumps. What is it in digital and AI that gets Partha excited? It really does get me excited as you. Um, so a couple of things. Um, digitalization has affected people in positive ways more than negative ways. There, there cannot be you know, any debate about that. The cell phone, the computers, um, you know, the, the online uh, so, uh, uh, communication. Uh, obviously, there are ne- negative impacts, but the positive impacts outweigh the negative impacts. We are at a crux. We are at a corner where we have to be careful. Artificial intelligence is taking off, and I'm a big believer in artificial intelligence. But what what I tell people, people focus on artificial intelligence and digitalization and think that there will not be any human angle to it. All human stuff, Everything will be automated, digitalized, artificial intelligence, robots will rule the world and there's no way, nothing for the humans to play. And that's absolutely wrong. And I tell people, this is a quote I would love everyone to remember. AI will take all our jobs. AI will take all our jobs to the next level. We'll be asked to do more. We'll be challenged and and incentivized to do more. I'll give you an example. Now, people don't uh, wind uh, the 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 uh, clock to get an uh, alarm. You you have alarm set up automated on the phone. There's so many things which were mundane stuff, and it's now automated. Help this customers support. Obviously, in case you need more help, you can go there and, and get that help. But the point which really excites is that I see this future where AI and digitalization will have many positive effects from education to marketing to to medicine to technology many positive effects but in association with human beings and human human intelligence and human ethos human passion emotion and when we look back and see what these automated models are giving you and the answers and looking back and tweaking. There has to be a human angle to govern 
make it better, tweak the models. It is not AI going running amok without any human involvement. And the example I give is, for example, in the energy area, geologists used to look at, say, 100 spreadsheets a, a month to see where to drill for, for oil. Now, using computers and AI and your rules, what you used to apply, and in many of these cases, they have some very simple rules and you say, oh, this 40 doesn't make sense. But now we are looking at applying these rules and looking at a million spreadsheets and giving you the top for you to look at. Now see what has changed. Base case has gone from 100 to a million. And the number of spreadsheets you are focusing on are the top 10 spreadsheets instead of the mundane 100 spreadsheets of which, you know, 30 or 40 throwaways. Quality of your involvement will increase. The mundane stuff will be automated. Love that. And that's the angle. And that's the part where learning is, is the path to a better me. You know, from a layman's point of view, I want the way AI to impact me is, <clears throat> let's say this Monday, I've set an alarm for 5.30 in the morning. I'm traveling. My flight is at, a flight is at 8 o'clock. At 1 o'clock, United messages that your flight is delayed. All right. So AI takes over and said, let's give this goofball another extra half an hour of sleep yes. and sleep the alarm. So I wake up at 6 with assurance, not freaking out, that there's that big brother who was there on my terms to help me as we go through. So recently, United Lounge, and all of a sudden, I started freaking out where this robot is riding, driving around, where you're supposed to put plates after you're done on those. And then I try to observe this. What happens is it sees and it operates on no motion for two minutes. So I literally would see for two minutes, and the moment it would come close, I'd start picking it up and it stops. <laughs> so what tells me is, as you are talking about, is the task has been simplified, but there is amazing minds behind operating at a higher level, thinking about this to take it forward. So I want to take all these, and before I talk about nonprofits and give back, I want to look at from the career journey, if you have to go back, is there one thing you would change or do a little differently? That's an excellent question. Um, um, and I, I myself understood it, but I um, probably would have been, could have done better communicating to people I was mentoring and I was working with, and which I kind of just alluded to, is that in the technology domain, in the IT domain, technology domain, there's this overriding 
drive to automate and find the coolest technology, coolest algorithm, which runs very fast. And the focus in the IT and the technology areas is often on the cool stuff. Hey, you know, I did this and the algorithm ran faster, or I did this database thing and the search became faster. But what I I personally, this is one of the reasons I didn't pursue a PhD and I felt, um, you know, after my graduate degree in computer science, get an MBA and feel how do I, can I understand business and the users better? What does it take? Every technology, technology should understand the domain. If you don't understand the domain, you will apply the wrong medicine to a wrong disease. You have to diagnose before you apply the medicine. And you know, one of my most, probably my most favorite science scientist makes a point on that. If you have one hour to solve a problem, Einstein said, spend 55 minutes to understand the problem and five minutes thinking about the solution. If I were to change something in my career uh, as we progressed and, and, and as I grew my team around me, this concept of understanding the business, understanding the domain, putting yourself in their shoes uh, is a very key. And an example, and before I, the, an example is Steve Jobs. Jobs understood what it takes to make a device. He really said, hey, I don't like keyboards. You have to take, people were shocked. That how can there be a phone working computer without keyboards? And, and things like that. A technologist has to make the, has to work really complex technology, but they have to make the using of the technology very simple. That's the win. And to do that, you have to put yourself in the user shoes in the in the domain, understanding the domain. Hope I make uh, that, that's my passion. Okay. Uh, you know, as you talked about the reflection, working with some of the top golfers, I realized one of the big pre-short routine differences between a pro and an amateur. The amateur, the moment his turn comes, he right away goes to the ball. As if, if he doesn't go there, somebody will steal the golf ball and run. Then the person stands on top of the ball before the swing thinks, and you could very easily see smoke coming out of his ears. The pro hardly ever goes to the ball. They stand behind, throw things in the air, look left, right, and you get 45 seconds, I think, for your shot. Within 30 seconds, just when you're getting little anxious, they go there. No thinking, boom, they hit. And I just feel that whole concept that you talked about, I think comes from wisdom, maturity, is all about putting more time in planning and process than just action. Because otherwise, action becomes reaction, not just action. So in the last leg, I want to go a little bit on some of the milestones. Okay. Professionally or on the give back side, what have been some big milestones 
that you are comfortable sharing, but more importantly, where does that take Partha to? Yeah, um, you know, this is giving back still inspires me, excites me. And now at this point, I'm looking forward, um, you know, spending more time giving back and making an impact. Um, you know, in terms of milestones, uh, there's some easy milestones to point to, uh, um, you know, in the community and giving back to the alumni. Um, I have, you know, been really involved in the alumni affairs, uh, you know, made significant uh, contributions in terms of effort and getting people involved, the IIT alumni. Um, and, uh, you know, I really appreciate probably one of the most prized awards has been my Distinguished Service Award. I also take a lot of pride in organizing the different events and conferences we built um, together. I was the youngest founding patron uh, and, and built uh, our temple here in Durgabari. I have been also involved in the uh, and, and steering committees and organized multiple, you know, Bengali conference and IT conference. But now, one of the things I'm focusing on giving back is on two fronts, uh, leveraging technology and mentoring um, uh, startups, speaking about how technology can have a positive impact in the future of the world. To me, that is a big milestone. Getting people to understand how technology can be leveraged, AI can be leveraged, digitalization can be leveraged so that we can make a positive impact on this world. What are the things to look out for? What are the dangers of overreaching? What, how to govern that? And I've been very much involved in, um, you know, different uh, forums like uh, the Energy Risk Energy Forum, um, Houston Growth Forum, um, and various technology conferences um, where I've been speaking about energy transition and how technology can really make that happen. And I really, to me, my biggest milestone is I'm looking forward to my milestone. I don't want to say Sanara and, and, and I'm very happy where I am. Um, I am happy, uh, but I want to do more, contribute more. And, and my passion of giving back, you know, rotates around technology, energy transition, helping people, mentoring people, helping startups so that they can bring greater value and my contribution can be multiplied hundred times, thousand times for the good of the world. That's how I want to, you know, leave a mark. Love that. I really applaud you for everything you've brought your excitement to continue this. Now, finally, finishing on a question on a totally different angle. If right now at the end of the conversation you get an e-bite, and the e-bite says that there is this event with 18-year-old Partha 
Partha today, an 100-year-old Partha. Two questions on that. One, ranging, where will that event take place? And secondly, in that event, what one thing? 18-year-old Partha today, and 100-year-old Partha. Where the event will take place? That's a very easy answer for me. It has to be in a city which signifies joy, which signifies value to the softer side of a human being, the art, the culture, the spirituality, the philosophy, while focusing on, you know, the problems that city has and which a big future city probably will have, which is Calcutta, Kolkata, city of joy. It has to be there. The event has to be there. Um, now, what the eight-year-old one thing, what he will say. What will he say? And the 18-year-old part of 2020, right? 2023, right? So if... And that, I, I think my advice to him, what he wants would be to learn, to be a sponge. When we were growing up, Arjun, you, me, and all, what was locked in silos, um, the knowledge? Hey, you had to, and they were predetermined things. You had to be a doctor. Right? You were good at science and math. You had to do that. I want, and I had a lot of other lessons outside of class. And I want the 18-year-old to be a sponge not being driven by, oh, this is the, you know, coolest professions of the Forbes magazine, but learn, learn about science, learn about literature, learn about humanity, learn about, and this learning is not only in schools. Now the world has become bigger. Read hmm? podcast, website. I now, every day or every other day, whenever I jog, I listen to podcasts. I listen to your podcasts. What's the one thing 100-year-old? And the 100-year-old would say, hey, this is a marathon. This is not a spread. You and going back to how we started our conversation, if you do good, if you make a positive impact in the world, you will be successful. So focus on the positive impacts you can make and success will come to you. Don't think about yourself. Think about the greater you, the humanity. And the world will be a better place. You will have fun living in this better place. What I really like is the advice of the 100-year-old is very similar to what I had told you. 
and I'm not surprised both of them connect. <laughs> so, Parsa, this has been a great conversation. I really appreciate you taking the time and sharing from the heart. And it's only fair you answered every question. If you have one question for me, I can try to answer that. Do you have anything you want to ask? Me? One thing which has which has always enamored you to me is your softer skill, your marketing, communication, connecting. And how do you become, you know, a great person on this communication, feeling the empathy of others, and and kind of going from a very quantitative technical background to much more softer skills and making an impact. How did you choose this path? And how do you seem to grow in this path? Yeah, so to me, we are all in the feeling business. You can do all the quantitative research, everything to tell you what ideas your clients will like. But at the end, I live by four words. Be, think, feel, and then act. I really, you know, when somebody is going through a difficult time and we say, I understand what you feel, no way. I do not understand. No way. Okay. When a friend of mine lost his son, I don't want to feel. Okay. And on the business side, what I realized was this be, think, feel, and then act is very, very important to me. And I'll give you a very simple example. Uh, client wanted me to go and speak at an event and they own quite a few elderly homes. I wanted to stay in those for two days. They thought it was a strange request. So two things that hit me. One was before I go in, I could only take two four by six pictures. If today I have to choose which two four by six pictures I would take, that would start World War III in my house. I would rather go to no pictures at all. And that's it. <laughs> Secondly, once I lay down, what I realized was because this business feels that <laughs> may wet their wet. So they put a lot of plastic stuff under the sheets. So as I lay down, the moment I turned left, the moment I turned right, there's a sound. I was this close to ask for a wooden hammer to hit myself. So next day, very smartly, I asked everybody in their board, how many of you have been arrested in your facility? Zero. The reason I say smartly with a smart is my lesson was not done. Okay. I got back home and I told Chitra, my wife, hey, tonight we will sleep in our guest bedroom. The moment we slept in our guest bedroom, what we realized is it's the most romantic bed ever. <laughs> the moment we are there, the bed pushes us close to each other in the middle. <laughs> if we are not there, it throws us off the bed. It's like a beautiful Early morning, when the first ray of sun comes in, two of the blinds were not in the right place. It's just like somebody was putting lights, beam, laser on my phone, on my eyes. You know, 
I can play pranks on people, but I'm not, I'm not a cruel person. What we realized was we did not experience our own guest bedroom. And that's the reason every person who has come in had had uncomfortable sleep and was forced to wake up with the first rays of the sun. So it's all about we think, feel, and then act. So Chitra and myself fix the blinds, we fix the bed, and then we started sending messages to people who have come and stayed with us over the last few years by saying, now we have a new bed. We are sorry, please come back. The people came back. And that, I think, is very important is corporate world, I really find this arrogance that I know my customer. I really not. Based on my demographic profile, money I make, this, that, I am not the customer. So that's the reason I think, you know, I really appreciate you asking. The B Think, Feel, Act really helps me in the yes. journey. Thank you so much. I was, uh, that that really resonated with me. Thank you. Absolutely. So, Partha, this is a great conversation. I really appreciate and I really know that those who will listen to this will get a little bit more about Partha, what drives him and his inspirations. So I wish you the very best in your journey forward. Thank you for being a great friend and an inspiration. And thank you again. Thanks. Thank you, Arjun. It's been a pleasure and uh, happy holidays, everyone. And, and really enjoy your podcast and look forward to hearing more from you. Thank you so much. You've been listening to Secrets to Win Big with Arjun Sen, founder and CEO of Zen Mango, top brand growth driver and a former Fortune 500 executive who has been called one of the most marketing intelligent minds in the business. To learn more, visit www.zenmango.com. Share this podcast with your friends and subscribe wherever you like to listen to podcasts. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.